We are dropping some truth bombs today, Rebels. So hold on to your hats because it could get bumpy. I'm going to be revealing some secrets about passive income that may shake things up a little bit for you. I'm going to be addressing one of the biggest myths in the coaching industry. So if you're ready, let's do this. Welcome to the Boss Like a Rebel podcast. My name is Cassie. I'm the founder of the Like a Rebel brand creator of the Mindset Rebellion membership and a success strategist to coaches, consultants and online service providers looking to ignite their income, scale their impact and create a life of abundance. Here at Rebel HQ, we do things a little bit differently so that you can crush it with your clients and create the financial abundance you deserve. And yes, you do deserve it. We're going to talk mindset, strategy, marketing, mistakes and celebrations, plus all of the juicy bits in between so you can rise to your full potential and create a business you love. It's time to boss like a rebel. Okay, Rebels, let's talk about one of the biggest myths in the coaching industry right now. This is one of the things that gets flaunted around in advertising for different courses, for different coaching programs. And I mean, we we all want to believe that we can achieve this and that's passive income. I mean, who wouldn't want to? Boom, income on repeat. You can make six figures while lounging around on the beach, go on holiday and the cash still comes flowing in. But is that really something that we can achieve or is it just a marketing ploy? Let's discuss. Okay, so yeah, I believe that there is such a thing as passive income. So yeah, I do believe that you can make money while you sleep. I've done it myself and I do think it's possible. However, I think where we get confused is what is actually meant by passive income. Okay, so the the thing that people get sold on is the fact that you run some ads to a product, a course, even an ebook, whatever, and then you just watch the cash roll in. But it's never that simple. Surely it's never that simple. All right, that's my experience. Do run on autopilot that I don't need to think about and they will sell themselves. But at the same time, they're not my biggest source of income. Let's just dissect how we can get to that point and what you can do to actually create passive income. Now, the passive income I'm talking about isn't from e-commerce products. Now, my planners are the thing at the moment that I have on passive income. They are the things that I put onto Amazon and they sell themselves. And at first I needed to do a lot of promotion. and I used to talk about my planner all the time and now I don't really do that and it still makes sales. However, it's a completely different kettle of fish and it's a completely different beast. Let's dissect what it means to have something that is passive. Okay, so the way I would see it is you'd have an evergreen product. There'll probably be a client value ladder that they climb until they reach the end. Passive part of that would be the automated funnel. First of all, when people think about passive income, they think about having a product or a service, it'd probably be a product, sorry, that people can just get their hands on and plug and play. Now, so what you do is you create a funnel. Now, for those of you who are brand new to coaching, you might not even know what I'm talking about when I say a funnel. So let's start with explaining what a funnel is. So the funnel starts with your free content. That's the things that you put out on Instagram, the things that you put out to your maybe YouTube channel, things you put on a podcast, that's your free content. And then from there, you would attract people in to take the next step and download a freebie or opt into a freebie. And and this gets them onto your email campaign. From there, you might want to give them the first opportunity to make a, a purchase. This is called a tripwire. This is a small ticket item and it would be your first source of passive income. And I've had success with this in the past. 
basically what you do is you give them a product that is the next step up from their freebie and it seems logical for them to want to take that next step so they part with their money and this is technically passive income however the tripwire's purpose isn't really to generate a lot of income its purpose is to help you to cover the cost of your marketing to help you to cover the cost of your ads and whatever else so that's why it's low ticket and a conversion the conversion rate on a tripwire is usually quite good so you might then want to add a secondary tripwire so they do they purchase the first one and then those buyers are then presented with a thank you page, which gives them a slightly higher offer, which again is the next step in their journey. And this is really to add value to your client's cart value. Okay, it's to build up the amount of money that they're actually spending with you. And again, this could be a source of passive income, but I wouldn't rely on that per se to obviously generate you your full income. It's almost like a little bit of something on the side, a bit extra. And it's to help people because the psychology behind it is when people buy from you once, then they'll buy from you again and again and it builds that trust so some people choose to have these tripwires and that is a source of passive income then from there in your funnel you would have a nurture sequence and these nurture sequences might be tailored towards whether someone has purchased from you previously or whether they're new customers whether they're just people who opted into your freebie and the purpose of your nurture sequence is to encourage them to want to take action and actually build that know, like, and trust and buy factor with you. From there, then you might present them with your offer once they're warmed up and they're ready to buy. And that's where you'd make your passive income. Now, some people would then have a webinar, which they record in advance, and they would put their nurtured, warm audience their nurtured leads through the webinar, and then a certain percentage would sign up probably between one and 2%. I don't know what your conversion rate would be like. It depends on what your pricing is and it depends on what you're offering. And then it would sell them a course. And again, this could technically all be done hands-free without you intervening, just plug and play. I am not gonna deny that. And you can make some money doing that. However, and it is a big however, whether that would be sustainable or not is another matter. And whether you could scale that and stay passive again is another matter now let's think about what it means to be passive it's to be passive is completely hands-off and let's not get into the ethics of whether that's a good idea or not if you're wanting to really see results with your clients if you're one of those people that would just like to put out a course and then have it have them go on their way then a course is perfect for you however if you want to actually help your clients to get lasting results and check up on them in their journey and then maybe make sure that they actually do complete the course because retention levels can fluctuate. And especially if they're not actually interacting with you and they don't really have that incentive to keep going through the program, no offense, but if your program, you know, is, even if it's an amazing program and can deliver amazing results, sometimes we need that extra accountability. And if they don't have that through a community or through direct contact with you, they might not stick around to finish it. I've had courses, in the past by leading coaches I just haven't gone through all the way because I've drifted off and I've got distracted by the next shiny object and that's natural for people to do let's start to look at the challenges with passive income so yes it is completely possible I'm not denying it's not possible but there are some issues and the first issue I want to talk about is market research before that can actually happen and the first thing you need to consider is market research and lots of it especially if you want to be as hands-off as possible the clearer you can get on your ideal audience the clearer you can get on the products you want to create and you want to sell that will deliver them, them the results that they need is essential a lot of people fall short of doing this research they will do a little bit they might think oh um they might look into the competition they might look into like maybe doing a little bit of um, 
surveying their audience, but they might not go into it as thoroughly as what they need to. And that's okay if you're working one-on-one -on -one with a client, if you're working in a group setting, because you can adapt as you need to, because you're hands-on and you can change your, your messaging and you can change your positioning. But if you are hands-off, this needs to be in place immediately. Yes, eventually you could put your product on evergreen and I'm all for evergreen. That's what I teach my clients. It's what I do myself. I love the idea of evergreen. However, there are things that need to be in place before that can actually take place. In other words, you know, you need to hit home. It needs to really talk to that client. It needs to be specific because you aren't having that opportunity to get in there and talk to them and learn their pain points later on. So that could look like interviewing people. That could look like doing surveys. It could be doing research on previous courses that have done well in your industry and in your niche. And it can be really, it can be really overwhelming to make sure that you have all of that stuff in place. And like I said, you need to have the messaging just so, so it speaks directly to them. I know it sounds like I'm being really negative. I'm not. I just want to paint this clear picture of what passive really means. Okay, so marketing is one. Market research is one. Messaging is the other. If you are wanting to create a product like a course that converts hundreds of people and gets lots of people in, it needs to be able to speak to that many people. And to do that, you you need to be able to position yourself as the expert. You need to be able to position yourself as someone who gets results. You also need to make sure that it is speaking directly to their wants and their needs and the desired outcome and not the process. I talk about this in my masterclass, shameless plug, there's a link in the show notes. But if it's not talking to the destination and you haven't got that positioning correct and then you throw Facebook ads or Google ads or anything else into the mix, you could be throwing away a lot of money. So I really recommend to any of my clients and to any of you listening that you don't waste your time on ads until you can sell organically. But to sell organically without spending money, you have to spend a lot of time and that's not passive. But to get to that point where you can be passive and get all of that correct and converting well at a high percentage, you need to sort of cut your teeth on the organic front. Then you can start maybe thinking about ads once you know that the messaging is there. And then you can actually start creating the content. Now, why wouldn't you start creating the content before you start the messaging? Well, you need to be able to validate your idea. And I'm sure you're aware of this, but if people aren't wanting to buy your course, there's no point creating it. So it's always a good idea to pre-sell. It is once you've created it, but actually creating the content again can take a lot of time. Now it depends on what you want to do. If you are willing to have a semi-passive offer to start with, then have at it. You could do a course that is live over a certain number of weeks and then compile all that into one passive offer. But the idea is you do not want to rush it either because if this is going to be something that is just out there, everyone who comes into your your funnel and everyone who buys your course or whatever product you're selling is satisfied because would they be satisfied with something that's rushed? I've done courses in the past where I spent over a thousand pounds on the course and it turned out it was just a bunch of Facebook lives that they'd put in to a members area. I was very disappointed. How much time do you want to spend creating the product? And what are you going to do when people 
say that they want more, which is great. But again, that takes a long time to set up and it can cost quite a lot of money to do so. So are you financially in a position where you can have that passive automation and all these different things in place? So there's that to consider. How will you know if your customers are satisfied, your clients are satisfied? How will you know if they want to give you a testimonial? How can you check up on that? Okay. And then it comes on to how are you going to promote your product? So how are you going to promote it? We've already talked a little bit about ads and this comes down to not just the messaging, but also the numbers. So if you don't want to spend money on ads and you only have a small audience, remember this is a numbers game. So you're going to have to then spend time to grow your audience, which you could do through YouTube, you could do through Instagram, but it's a lot harder on Instagram than it is say on YouTube or doing a podcast because, well, Instagram's changing now. It is becoming more of a search engine, but you know, YouTube has that search feature, which means people will actually actively be looking for you. Whereas on Instagram, if they don't know who you are, you really need to stand out against the noise. So there's that. So if you're a small audience and you're not wanting to run ads to it, as your audience is growing, you're going to need to talk about the offer all of the time. And the reason you have to talk about it all of the time is if they don't know it's there, they're not going to buy it. People aren't psychic. We don't, we don't just know. How many times have you gone on Instagram and wondered what it is someone is selling? You know that there's something there because of how they're talking and then the little bio might say something about them wanting to help people fulfill their destiny or whatever, I don't know. But you might not know what product they're offering or what service they're offering or if they're offering anything. It could just be a motivational page. So it ha you have to have that clarity. And that takes a long time as well to talk about the product and build up that familiarity. They say that it takes at least seven attempts of someone seeing something before they'll take action. Well. You have to do that for everyone in your audience. And I'm not saying that's what you what everyone needs. Some people might see you and want to buy straight away. But it's very easy to fall into that trap when you hear other coaches saying that people bought from a single post. Yeah, maybe they did see that post and that triggered the purchase, but actually, and that post might have sent that person to a funnel. It may have sent them to a sales page. That person might have been following them for years. And then that one post with the correct positioning and the correct messaging tipped them over the edge into wanting to become a customer or a client. Okay. Now, the other thing you have to think about when it comes to running ads, if you do decide to spend money on ads, is you've got to consider the ROI. And this is where the tripwire comes in handy because it can cover the cost of the ads depending on what your conversion rate and your click-through rate is. But you've got to work out, is the ROI going to be worth it. Now I decided with my membership, I was originally going to run ads to it, but then the cost per customer was going to be too much and it, it wasn't it wasn't worth running the ads to at this moment in time. And I think that's something that really needs mentioning more because it's all right saying to people, yeah, go run Facebook ads to it. But if you can't justify the cost per customer, then it becomes really tricky. That's where you need to start thinking about the customer cart value and then increasing the different products but then again you have to make sure that you have those tripwire products in place and they have to be good quality because you don't want people complaining about them because even though it's a low ticket offer and you probably won't offer refunds for it, it might be something downloadable um i'll give you an example mine is a ebook that's the first tripwire and then the second part of that People who buy the ebook get a special offer on my supercharger sessions. And I don't offer it to anyone. I only offer it to people who bought the ebook. Now, if you were to offer something similar and the clients weren't satisfied, it makes them lose that know, like, and trust with you because they think, well, I spent some money 
and I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get the result I expected. I didn't get the quality of the product that I wanted. So these things need time and research and love spent on them as well, okay? So there's so much work that goes into crafting this passive income from a funnel. So you've got, again, weigh it up. Is it worth it? And in the long run, probably will be, yeah. And I, I would never say don't do it and never say don't strive for it. But I just want you to be aware that passive income isn't that passive. It's not. It might be semi-passive, but especially in the start, it's very, very not passive. It's very active. And again, when it comes to your actual course, once you've done nurturing your leads, again, you're going to spend time creating the emails and making sure that you know they're happy responding to those emails because people do respond to them. If you've done them correctly, they do. Um, so who's going to do that? Are you going to do that? And if you are, then again, that takes you back into being semi-passive. You could hire a VA to do that or someone to deal with customer relationships. What are you going to do about securing testimonials? How are you going to interact with people? How are you going to keep track of the amount of people that have done your course and who have had decent results? Are you going to have a community where they can share their results? Are you going to email them a questionnaire at the end? Are you going to ask for feedback? Because if you don't ask for feedback, how can you improve? And then this leads me on to my next point. If you don't have the feedback because it's completely passive and people are left to do the course independently, how do you know whether it's working? How do you know, always oh, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth revision, where things start to improve and start to get better? Because we need that time to reflect. And we also need feedback in, also to, in order to grow. So if you don't have that feedback, how are you going to grow? And if you don't tweak these things, yes, okay, the first 10, the first 20 clients into the program might be fine, but they might not be happy and they haven't said anything. But then more and more people come into the program, more and more people will notice the same things, get stuck in the same places. So you've got to go and go back in and you have to change it. Courses, again, once you have all of these things just grow organically and you can run the ads and you can get the clients in, it's all about them and all about what they are experiencing in the course in the final product because they need to get their money's worth because your reputation depends on it and if they don't feel like they're getting their money's worth and they just feel like another number in the course then that's not good enough for them and it's doing them a disservice which then does you a disservice because they'll be you know word of mouth is a powerful tool and ethically as well how would you feel if you were you know if you were to buy a course and you weren't satisfied it crushed me when I saved up and spent a thousand pounds on a course that was just Facebook lives and a couple of worksheets I would never want any of my clients to experience the same thing you all take pride in what you do and you want the best for your clients as well H having a passive offer is great but I just wonder what the clients get out of it okay so again I'm not bashing evergreen products I am not bashing passive income at all and I do think it's possible and I do think it's worth striving for because no one no one should burn themselves out to achieve the, the income of their dreams. No one should burn themselves out doing something that they love because it takes away that love. But I just think we need to be realistic about why it's not necessarily as easy or as quick, effortless as it's sold to us as. I think we just need to question that and 
once you have that knowledge, knowledge is power and it means that you can actually double down your efforts and make that passive income flow much quicker to you. This is one thing to have all this knowledge that I've just talked to you about but now if I've put you off then you're not going to have that mindset and that belief that you can do it and I trust in you and I trust that you can and I trust that it's possible and I believe it's possible for myself and for you know all those that are trying to achieve it. I just think we need to be very savvy and I don't want to be that coach that says to you yes this is going to be really easy just do this and you'll have a lot of money when that isn't the case I'm always going to be upfront with you and yes I believe you can make passive income but I just want you to be aware of the work involved because right now I feel like there's this whole and rightly so this move away from the hustle culture and it, there should be a move away from the hustle culture no one should be made to feel like they have to work 16 hours okay and on that note rebel i'm gonna sign off and i will talk to you next time keep being awesome thank you for listening to the boss like a rebel podcast if you enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review and subscribe so you never miss another episode and don't forget if you screenshot yourself listening to this and then tag me on instagram at the girl means business i can give you a shout out i'm always fascinated to see who is actually listening on the other end of these recordings see you later rebel keep being awesome